the seed goes in the dirt in the darkness where it's wet it's hard it's not a lot going on that's sexy and attractive at all and then it begins to grow the roots and then it sprouts and it breaks through the soil and people see what the breakthrough part and they're like oh wow look it's budding it's pretty but they don't see what goes on in the dirt We were just sitting upstairs in our office with the window open and we heard the little birdies. They were just singing away. And it just reminded me that spring is here and it would be a fitting time to reconnect with a theme that we had talked about about a year ago. So for Mother's Day last year, right after my birthday, we went shopping. And think if you go back and rewind to that episode, I said all I wanted for my birthday was a burger and a plant. For my birthday, I wanted it simple. I wanted three things, aside from good health and waking up. We went to White Castle? No, I wanted a cheeseburger. Oh, did you get one? I did. There you go. Life's good. good. What more can you ask for? I wanted cake. Did you get cake? I did. I didn't want like a big cake. I wanted something little that wouldn't make me big in the belly. Uh, So my dear went out to Sydney Sweets on the low. He snuck out and got cake jars from Sydney Sweets. Shout we, out to we, Sydney Sweets. We've mentioned Sydney Sweets anymore. People are going to start thinking they're a sponsor this thing. Uh, today's <laughs> episode is sponsored by Sydney Sweets. Um, check out their cake jars. Um, and then the third uh, thing I wanted for my birthday. Worldwide. It wasn't flowers. I wanted a plant. Yeah, now I got a house full of plant children. <laughs> <laughs> like eight of them. It's just everywhere. They're kind of cool though. I ain't got a plant. So we go to Myrtle Ave in Brooklyn. Shout out to the shops on Myrtle Ave. I can't remember what the name of the store is, but yeah, we'll put it in the um, in the comments and for we, all you in the Brooklyn area. And we bought some plant babies, right? We got a aloe lot. vera plant. What else did we get? We got the big one. Was um the banana something, leaf? Something. It's not a banana leaf, but it's confused with that, like some like, paradise thing. Yeah, the something bird of paradise. Yeah. Um, we got. What else? We got like a golden pothos. Yeah. We bought like five or six different plants and we looked at, they had signs up in the, the orchid. Flower. Yeah, we got an orchid too. We got had signs up in the, in the shop um, telling you what the benefits were uh, for each of the different kind of plants and what were the different um, care regimens. And so it made a fitting topic for today to be seeds to grow. What our plant babies taught us about being entrepreneurs and growing our businesses. Okay. So even though I was the one who was originally all gung ho to get the plant babies. Right. Who's taking care of them? Papa Bear here is the primary caregiver to our plant babies. We should get them. So clearly if we get a divorce, I know who the plants are going with. Me. First of all, I'm gonna need you not to be talking about divorces. Second of all, you me. only get half of the plants. I get. When's the last time you watered them? Consistently on a regular basis. You just don't see me water them, <laughs> right? I check the soil all the time. <laughs> but I come downstairs before you do. <laughs> you don't be watering because I come and check the soil in the morning, and I'll be like, dry. He doesn't know. Then I missed dry. So like anyway. So. If you have a green thumb, whether you have houseplants or you are outside in the garden, there is a lot you can learn from your plant babies 
about business. Now, um, for those who've been hooking up and watching Commerce and Chill for a while, you know I'm a pretty spiritual person and um, get a lot of lessons from the Bible. And in, in the Bible, there were many parables or stories that were tied to agrarian culture because a lot of people in the Bible made their money off the land. Um, so like, if you look to the Bible, it even teaches us that how you treat your plants, how you treat the land can can dictate what kind of results you get. So, so Chief, talk to me about some of the key takeaways you've had from um, nurturing our plant babies over the past year. Uh, if you don't pay attention to them or give them what they need, they're going to die. <laughs> so it, it's simple. <laughs> and your business is the same way. Like, it's not really complicated. You just need to figure out what the uh, right amount of each thing is and how much you need to give it and how much attention you need to pay to it. Otherwise, it will die. And your business is the same way. It will die. <laughs> That's very straightforward. Okay, episode over. Thanks for coming, everybody. Hit the like button, subscribe. Thank you. That's all I got. That's a very straightforward point. Um, but it's so true. I mean, with the plants, the, and we let's, let's take the orchid as an example, right? The orchid, it had these beautiful flowers, and then the flowers started falling off, but the leaves were still green. But then we noticed this real funky odor. Yeah, because who was taking care of it? Again, me. So No, I was taking care of it then, and I had overwatered it. No, well, the first problem was it was in the wrong pot. Okay. It was in the pot. It was left in the pot that when we brought it, the guy just put it in the pot because it looked nice, but it wasn't the right kind of pot for that orchid. It had no drainage, so basically it was sitting in a pool of water, unbeknownst to either one of us. And I'm just like, I looked down and I was like, it's all mushy, so it was getting too much water, so it started to get root rot. So a sub point would be where you are potted makes a difference if you are not in the right vessel or you are not in the right soil for your business you may not be as successful so an example would be if you're in a retail establishment and you're not located on a major thoroughfare where there's a lot of foot traffic it may be harder for you to grow your business than if you have a retail brick and mortar store and you're on a very busy area yeah you don't agree i'm not saying i disagree i'm just like i've I've had this debate with some of our you know colleagues and stuff in business about and they've told me like oh i need to move my business to i mean we've had that discussion even with the soapbox mm -hmm. like oh we should move it to a street where it's where it's more foot traffic where it's busier mm -hmm. and i'm not saying foot traffic doesn't play a role in it but at the same time if you're not putting your stuff out there and nobody knows about it, I don't care where you're located, you're still not going to do business. Like, like I, I've seen plenty of stores in, when malls were busy <laughs> at one point, and those stores would still be deserted because people would just walk past that store because in their mind, in the mall, they were going to particular destinations that they knew about because those businesses had done whatever it they needed to do to get product placement in that consumer's mind. So you could still be on a busy street. I'm sure there's stores in Times Square. It's mad busy there that, that don't make a lot of money based on the amount of foot track that go, tra traffic that goes by. Like, I think it's about, if, you know, you're talking, using an analogy about the pot and the 
and the, the soil and the soil mm-hmm. or, you know, not being in the right pot. Mm-hmm. I would look at that as, are you putting your business in the right places for people to find out about it? Mm-hmm. You, you could be located like there's, there's plenty of like bars, restaurants and all kind of stuff. Some of them are like holes, like behind this in the alley, like in a hole in the wall. Like I, I know one in the city we used to go to with friends back in the day, the restaurant was located through an alley behind another building. It was like almost like this secret, like it was kind of weird. It's like secretive. You had to walk through an alley in lower Manhattan and then you entered the restaurant. If you walk by, then you just be like, it's an alley to the back of these buildings. But you go in there and the place be busy. It'd be packed all the time because they build, they built awareness. People mm-hmm. knew about it. People were interested in it. So it's the same thing for your business. You got to put it in front of people. Like, I'm not going to, you know, say that whole thing. They say, you know, build it and they will come. Right. I'm like, put it where they are so they can know about it and then they'll come. Right. So, I mean, it relates. Yeah. But another example of where you're, you're planted makes a difference is that the white bird of paradise plant that we had beautiful long leaves. Initially, we had it in the center of the house and it wasn't in direct sunlight. Yeah, it was a couple of things going on with that one. But, yep, that was And one. then when you moved it to the front of the house and, I mean, granted, you got light to go with it as well. Right. Um, You saw a different growth pattern. You saw more leaves come out um, in, in different results. And I switched the pot. Then you switched So I put it in a better place. Got it. I put it, yeah. And then changed the drainage. Did some things. So when it wouldn't be sitting in stagnant water. So like the question is, is your business or what you're trying to grow sitting in something that's stagnant because you're not giving it what whatever the attention or tools or nutrients it needs for it to grow. Like you're, you're just doing the same thing over and over. So of course it's going to be stagnant. Like you can't expect your business to, if you're doing steps one through five and your business is not going beyond that, clearly you need to maybe, maybe add, step six and seven or you need to change up what's going on in some of the steps or the processes in one through five so then your business could start to go to the next level like we see it all the time like soapbox is like kind of stagnant right now because it's it's a plant if we use it sticking with that analogy that's not getting a whole lot of my attention right now it's getting a good amount of attention from the staff there the manager and myself but it's not getting the same amount of attention it was getting previously when I was like focused on it and there all the time. So it has a different effect on it until you get it to a certain place. And it still needs your time and attention. Even after you get it to whatever that certain place might be for you, it will always taper off depending on or stay level or stay stagnant depending on the level of attention or resources you dedicated, you dedicated, you dedicate to it. All right. So if you don't pay attention to it, it will die. So you got to make sure. Well, it might not die. It just won't. It might not grow. Okay. Or the environment you put it in. Like somebody put on one of my posts and I, who are, I got to give him a shout out. I can't remember who it is, but he wrote, he was like, you know, I didn't real, I didn't realize a plant. It's two things that I'm aware of. There's a plant and there's a fish. They will only grow as big as the container that they're in. So if you buy a fish, from a pet shop like let's use a shark they will like people think of a shark and they're like wow this thing will grow really big you have a saltwater tank and it's only 20 gallons 
that shark will only grow as big as the space you put it in. Mm -hmm. So it genetically, it will like nature will cause it not to grow anymore. Even though in nature, in the ocean, this thing might grow six feet or five feet, but because it's in a, a space that limits its growth, its body will know we cannot grow anymore because of the space that we're in. So the question is what space are you in or what space is your business in or what space is the thing you're trying to grow in? Is it big enough to allow it to keep growing or is it in a space that says, listen, you can't grow beyond these parameters or these confines, whatever it might be. And it, it could be mentally. Great point. Um, and so one other thing that I realized well, about our plant babies, um, there was our very first plant baby we didn't buy. We were actually gifted the plant, first plant baby from our friend Judy and Jamie Diamond. And they had given us the, the plants for the previous Christmas. And we had them here at the office and left them out. And other people began to care for our first plant babies and didn't necessarily care for them the way that was best or the way that we would have cared. It's not even what, what, the, what the plant, need, what the instructions were for it. So they, they didn't even bother to read the instructions. Right. They walk by and just be like, oh, it looks dry. It needs water. And somebody will pour water in it. Another person might walk by and be like, oh, it looks like it needs sun and put it near the window. Mm -hmm. Somebody else come by and be like, oh, it looks dry and put it in like a pot of water and just let it soak for like the whole day. And then when they come back for like lunch or something, they take it out and then put it somewhere else. So like it, it was the, the attention it was getting was all over the place. So our plant babies kind of. They started to die. They did start to die. And, and, and then. And then we took them home took them out of the care of the people who weren't following the instructions and you gave them some extra love and care and you figured out how to propagate them. Yeah. One of them was like, it was, it was, it was it straight was ass out. It was done. The roots were dead, but there were like a few leaves that were still alive on top. So if depending on the type of plant or whatever, you can propagate it. Basically you can take some of the leaves or a stem and then get it to root and then plant it and it'll keep growing. So yeah, I jacked off some of the leaves. I mean, I tore off some of the leaves. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah, totally edit that hard out. And then put it in the soil, got the roots to start sprouting from it. And now it's grown into, you know, it's, it's technically the same plant, but it, it's a leaf from that plant. So it's grown into a new plant. So technically- it, It's a new plant, baby, technically. It, we saved it. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's the same, it's the same plant. It comes from the same, whatever i don't know dna or whatever you want to call it but anyway yeah so now it's growing whatever it's it's alive yay so the lesson that lesson to me is number a couple of things you can't entrust your baby you're especially not your plant baby or your business baby to everyone because everyone may not know what your baby needs like you do because they have not read the manual they haven't read the playbook and they're gonna make choices based on what they see and not necessarily what they know to be correct so you have to move your plant baby or your business baby to a safe environment where you can isolate and control the variables that are going to lead to success um, and that's exactly what cope did with the succulents so now we have succulent we have successfully propagated the succulents it's still alive and, that's uh, it. yeah, it's growing their heart still beats the other thing is yeah, well, basically, you got to move out the situation. Um, I guess one of the primary lessons I've learned from our plant babies, and we have a number of different types, um, is that there's no one size fits all. 
So what the white bird of paradise needs is not what the aloe vera needs. It's not what the succulent needs is not what that other little plant with name. I don't know needs. Yeah. And it's the same thing in business. If you have different products or services, if you have different client types or different client avatars, you know, we don't like to say that, um, you can't use a one size fits all approach to address the different facets of your business. You have to understand what works best for each different segment, whether it's a customer segment or a product or, or a service segment. And then, as they say in the old church, govern yourself accordingly. You want to make sure it makes sense. And um, have you seen that? So can you give, give the folks an example of how you see one size does not fit all at the soapbox? Uh, like each each customer, each client that we have to deal with, like everybody's order is not. We perform three basic of the same functions, our services, sink cleaning, dry cleaning, laundry. But everybody doesn't have the same preferences. Some people want their stuff dry low. Some people want all free and clear. Some people want organic detergent. So it's not one size fit all. Um, but we limit what we, we have. We've limited what we do so we can niche down. We talked about before and focus. But then when you niche down and focus, you can d deliver better services for those few things that you're really focused on versus if we were doing sneaker cleaning, dry cleaning, laundry, um, we were doing, you know, alterations and we were doing, I don't know, like tie dyeing service and then doing uh, hats, special, you know, specializing in hats and some other stuff. We'd be all over the place. We only be able to do a few of those things probably okay versus really good versus limiting it, limit, limiting the things that we're offering and then really specializing or niching down on those few things. So someone says, oh, you know, I would prefer if you not dry these items. We're like, okay, that's not a problem because we're not spreading our attention across all these different bases. And then we can say, not only we're not going to dry them, we're going to put them on hangers. We're going to put them in plastic, put a separate tag on it, do these other things, or we're going to hang dry it in this special, you know, thing we built that has the air that flows. So the item will dry naturally. It's no heated air, like from a dryer that won't shrink it. And it won't hang around damp either and go sour by its time when the time they come to pick it up or well, we have to deliver it. So, yeah, hope that answers your question. It does. And then can you give them an example from Johnson Security, how we can't use a one size fits all approach? Oh, my God. It's so many different variables that first of all, you can't use the same approach for every site because a construction site is different than an office building. You can't use the same type of personnel for, you know, in general for. You know, you, you can't use someone who has a, the same credentials for a construction site or a medical site, right? There's different steps um, and there's a different skill set. There are some team members who have skill sets that can go across a variety of sites. Mm -hmm. um, but also focusing down on that also allows us to only focus on a few different client types where we're able to drill down more to address their needs or better train or properly train the staff to say, this is, this is how we do customer service at a residential building versus if we're doing residential, we're doing, um, you know, supported services. Um, we're doing all types of work. Now we have to, our team on the upper management and in the training side has to be familiar with all the different nuances at all these different types of places. And they get super spread thin. 
versus if we're doing, okay, we're only going to focus on these five core, you know, verticals or what, what have you. They can really drill down and be like, hey, when this happens at this type of location, this is how we're going to do the training. This is what the, the people should respond. So they're able to get more in depth with limiting it versus trying to do everything. So don't try to do everything. Please don't. I mean, you can if you want, especially if you, you know, going to be one of our competitors. I'm like, do it all because like you ain't going to get it all right. But by all means, do it like. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with that. You sure you don't have any problem? With but if that you're really stuff? trying to build something and, you know, be of substance and make an impact, I would highly suggest like, you know, focus in, figure out a couple core areas that you can, you do really well, you enjoy doing, or you see there's a lack and you can provide value in it and focus on those and really drill down. And the people you are servicing, your clients will appreciate it even more because when stuff goes wrong, which it always does, you'll be able to react better and take care of them better than if you were just doing a whole bunch of things and stuff falls through the, the cracks. Lived it and learned it, um, you know, with clients at JSB as well as at, uh, at the box. I'll add one last thing that I've learned from our plant babies is that it's important to connect to nature in some form or fashion, whether it's in getting outside and getting some fresh air, letting the sun beat upon your face, smelling the flowers or listening to the birds um, there is something refreshing there is something renewing there's something that speaks to your spirit when you have a connection with nature um, so even in operating our businesses if we spend all our time inside the office in front of the computer there's only so much we're going to grow because we don't have that connection and by going outside and embracing the natural elements um, it makes us better prepared to deal with the challenges that come up as well as the successes that come up because um, nature can have a positive impact on your mind frame and on your and on your overall disposition. Okay. Because I can attest that I've seen you when you start working with the plant babies. Like you could be frustrated, but you're not going to leave the house until you make sure that you spritz some of the plants i just don't want them to die <laughs> i know you just don't want them to die but it's that care it's that compassion that shifts your mood so you're not as a much of a grumpy bear no i'm just trying to it can do i'm trying to figure out like what's going to take what's going to take them to stay alive like what do they need for 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 me it's it's a goal i'm like it's a something that needs to be accomplished so i'm like if they're this size i'm going to do this because I, I do i want them to grow do i want them to stay the same size like there's one that needs to be repotted now that fig um why that be fake no i said the fig oh not fake oh, the, the um what is it the um fiddle fiddle the, leaf fig yeah it needs to be repotted so it's not growing any bigger because it's in a pot that's too small for it so i'm like yeah and like a bunch of little leaves are sprouted out of it and i'm like I, and the roots are growing out the bottom i'm like i gotta get this guy i gotta get this guy a gal uh out of this pot into a new one so to me, it's about it's about figuring things out and then seeing if you follow these steps or you do these things and then you can see the results coming from it. So like the ones that were dying and then we made a U-turn and like then the orchid, you saw it come back to life. So I'm you like, took, you took it out the, the damp soil, you let it dry out, you repotted it, got a bigger plant, changed the soil. And then what happened? The leaves came back strong and green. Right. Then next thing we know. There were flowers. 
So for me, there were lots of flowers. It's the same. It's the same thing like the business. If if something is not working here, revenues down or we're not reaching the right client base. Like I look at it and say, okay, how do I figure it out? Mm -hmm. So what what gets me is dealing with the plants is figuring it out because some of them come with instructions and you read it and I'm like, okay, I did what it said, but it kind of ain't working. So then I'll go online and do more research and then see what this person said or they say, oh, put it in this this southeast corner or this type of sunlight. And then I'm like, I try it and then I look and see, okay, it looks like the leaves are getting brighter or it looks like the plant is getting a little weaker. Maybe it's too much water. Maybe it's not enough. So to me, it's about figuring it out and then following the the process to see the results. So the the beauty of me doing anything is the pro like the process and then the end result, not even the end result. Cause when it gets to the end, I'm kind of like, damn, it's, but the, it's not the really the end. It's I like the journey and the process more than anything. And then seeing the results from doing it. So it's like, okay, put water or all right, you, we get a new team member and then they bring their skill set and their personality to the team. And then you see how it affects and the team starts to grow or new, these new exciting things start to happen. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like how do we continue to cultivate that? How do you, you know, continue to grow it? in plants or in business people will know you so the farmer is only known by his harvest if he gets a harvest he's not a good farmer if he gets a great harvest then he's a good farmer yes okay if you go to the state fair you see who gets the awards the people with the good harvest well there you go there it is that sums it up but plant the seed you can use the tips that we shared with you today to put your business on a path to being that good fruit, to be to having that great harvest. Remember, if you don't pay attention to it, it's not going to grow right. Um, if you're in the wrong pot or if you're not planted in the right place, you may not see as much growth as you can. If your business is stagnant or your plant is stagnant, make sure you're giving it what it needs. And the size of the vessel or the space that you're in can limit your growth. Remember, one size does not fill it all. But make time that you take time along the process to see the beauty of the process, whether you're growing plants or whether you're growing your business, you don't want it all to flash by your eyes. Like if you're raising your kids, you don't want to wait till graduation to see all the great things that they've done with your plant babies and with your business baby. Make sure you take the time to enjoy the process, see the beauty in the process and celebrate the growth in every phase. Uh, All I can say is listen, don't get caught up by optics. What's the most, when you think, if we talk about plants and business, what's the most important part of a plant? The roots. The root. And you can't see the roots. The roots are in the dirt. It's in the, it's in, it's in the ground. It's in, it's in the, they call it dirt. It's in this thing that they call it, it's dirty. They are there stabilizing the plant, holding it and providing it with nutrients. Don't get me wrong. The leaves they do, you know, photosynthesis, photosynthesis, and all this other stuff with the light and the oxygen, carbon dioxide, et cetera, et cetera. But come on through, school teacher. But be clear that the roots are providing an essential job. The seed goes in the dirt, in the darkness, where it's wet, it's hard, it's not a lot going on that's sexy it's and not attractive. Sexy at all. And then it begins to grow the roots Germany. and then it sprouts and it breaks through the soil. And people see what the breakthrough part and they're like, oh, wow, look, it's budding. It's pretty. But they don't see what goes on in the dirt. So don't get caught up 
with worrying about what everybody's going to see when it breaks through the dirt. Worry about what you got to do with your business or whatever you're trying to grow that's going on in the dirt. It has the good root system. It has a stable foundation. Like when a storm happens, a lot of trees fall down because their roots weren't deep in the soil or the soil got too saturated and it got ripped up. So make sure you're focusing on too, not just what's on the outside, what people see, but what's down in the dirt that people can't see. Take a moment of silence right now and look at the screen. Whether it's on your mobile device, on your computer, or you're watching this on your TV or your smart TV. There's this button down at the bottom that says subscribe. Click that. And then I want you to jump all the way over to the other side and hit the like. But then there's another button there. I want you to share it. 